Isaiah 29, 9 through 13, the Lord is trying to teach the people a lesson. He's trying to make them understand his teachings, but the people are like babies too old for breast milk, like those who no longer nurse at their mother's breast. So they make fun of the Lord's prophet and say, a command here, a command there, a rule here, a rule there, a little lesson here, a little lesson there. So the Lord will use strange words and foreign languages to speak to these people. God said to them, here's a place of rest. Let the tired people come and rest. This is the place of peace. But the people would not listen. So the words of the Lord will be a command here, a command there, a rule here, a rule there, a little lesson here, a little lesson there. They will fall back and be defeated. They will be trapped and captured. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America... Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I am recording this on Saturday night because this is just burning in me. I just read from Isaiah. God is not without a sense of humor. He's not without a sense of irony or whataboutisms. He invented these things. The people of Canada are going, well, they're rising up. And the party has put themselves in a box. They've created the biggest problem they can imagine. And the, the problem they've created is the problem that, that it ends up toppling tyrants. And the people of Canada have allowed their country to be godless. They have created an environment that is almost entirely godless. And, they, and I'm not trying to indict Canadians. I know that there are very godly people who are Canadians. I have friends who are Canadian and live in Canada. My mother's late husband was from Canada and and his family are are very good people. And there's very good godly people who live there. It is though largely a godless nation. And it has scoffed at the rules that the Lord laid out. No, let's just break this rule here. Let's just break that rule there. And so the Lord has said, oh, You want to have rules and rulers? Okay. Let's see how you like it. And people have reached a point where they are realizing they are trapped, but they're also, they've also trapped the bosses. And the trap the bosses have put themselves in is due to the fact that they've made the mistake that all tyrants eventually make. They have bothered the people who just want to be left alone to a degree that they are done being bothered. They're now going to do the bothering. Reverend, with your permission, I'd like to make an announcement. Young man, this is a house of God. I understand that, Reverend. I apologize. The South Carolina militia is being called up. I'm here to enlist every man willing. Son, we are here to pray 
for the souls of those men hanging outside. Yes, pray for them. But honor them by taking up arms with us. And bring more suffering to this town. If King George can hang those men, our friends, he can hang any one of us. Canadians are not coming with arms. They don't have any. They have been neutered. And the smarts of the Canadian bosses, the smart decision to neuter the people, has proven to been a good move on their behalf. Now, I don't know that these people are ready for violence. I would pray not. And they're ready to be arrested. And their numbers are huge. And they've been warned, move your trucks, and they're not moving them. And they've been told two days straight, you've got to have your trucks taken from you, and they're not moving them. And in fact, when the order went out to move the trucks, a court order, this is what it sounded like after the order to move the trucks came out, the court order. This is how the people responded. More Canadians arrived on the scene. Now it was just people walking, filling the Ambassador Bridge. The likelihood of cops being able to remove them without violence, it's really slim. See, this is about the illusion of control. Justin Trudeau is coming face to face with the illusion of control. When you get the people who simply want to be left alone to the point where they understand you ain't going to leave them alone, you've created the problem that every tyrant faces. When the quiet people rise up, things change. So the box the tyrants in Canada have put themselves in is this. The only way to solve this is to give in or to not give in. They could try to wait the truckers out. They could try to say, how long are they going to stay? Well, people are sending supplies up from, well, a state that shares a border with Canada. There's supplies getting there. There's barter systems in place getting supplies to the truckers. There's something else happening. The citizens who are taking gas to the truckers so they can keep their engines going and then keep themselves heated, keep their trucks secure. (laughs) They had the police come around arresting people for taking them gasoline. So the citizens did something very smart. They started to take gas cans and fill them with water. So the cops had no idea who was actually carrying gasoline and who was actually carrying water. And it sounded like this, and this is even more smart. If the cops are sent in, and we'll get to that. If the cops are sent in, they're going to be sent in to this scene. This is the instruction they're talking about. This is so brilliant. It's find the anger in this clip. Damn, too much for the independence. 
the music's the music's from there. It's it's from the scene. I'm not making the music. It's it's not added to the video. They're dancing. They're dancing and waving Canadian flags. See, the mistake the party has made and continues to make is they're keeping the one trick pony thing going. And the biggest mistake they've made is in misunderstanding and underestimating the intelligence of the human mind. Because the people who are running this are smarter than the people who are trying to crush it. And they're smarter by the smarter than them by a long shot. What God is revealing here, and I hope that these people are smart enough to hear. I hope they have enough humility to hear. Now, just as dangerous as this is, and I think this is risky business. If I try to think of this from the perspective of God, who has pursued us with increasing fervor, he wants us back in the family. He wants us saved. He's pursued us with prophets. He's pursued us with his son, Jesus the Christ. He pursues us to this day with his word in the body of Christ in the church. He pursues us by showing what happens when you turn your back on him. He pursues us with the changes that occur in people when they allow the Holy Spirit to enter their life and they ask for the Holy Spirit. That is the fruitful things that people produce. He continues to do that. He continues to produce miracles. They simply don't get focused on. I just ordered a book. It contains 200 miracles, and it's hard to describe these things as anything other than miraculous. But put this in, 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 in this dangerous thing to try to think like God because we can't. But just imagine that you're the Lord. You said, hey, look, I'm going to give you a garden. You never have to work. You never have to do a thing. You're going to commune with me. We're going to hang out. We're going to walk together. This is going to be a life of ease and, and peace. And you just can't keep from doing the one thing, which is just don't eat from the, 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 the tree of, of knowledge of, of good and evil. Just don't do that. And they did that. And then immediately after the flood, People said, hey, listen, God told us to scatter about the earth and, and, you know, populate the earth, but we don't want to. Let's stop here and let's build a great big tower because we know better than God. Time and again, he pursues us. Then I just think of Canada. God has said, oh, you don't like marriage between a man and a woman. Okay, noted. Noted. You want that changed. Oh, okay. I see that you don't want children to maintain the knowledge that they are girls. You want to rob them of that at a young age where they're confused and angry. You want to medically transform them, mutilate them chemically, hormonally. You want to do that to my child? Okay, noted. You want to drive your country into deep debt? Noted. You want to kick my word out of the schools? Noted. You want to pretend the immune system I put into human beings doesn't exist? Noted. You want to promote activities that run in the face of the sacred relation I created between man and woman? Noted. I've noted all of it. You want to make for yourselves gods? Noted. And as it says in Isaiah, God has the capability to come back and go, oh, oh, I thought you wanted new rules. I thought you wanted new rulers. You didn't want me. 
You turned your back on me. You, you, you preferred Justin Trudeau. So make no mistake. The border cannot and will not remain closed. I want to remind everyone that politicians don't direct police in a democratic society. But I can assure you that the RCMP is working with provincial and local police departments to enforce the law. Everything is on the table because this unlawful activity has to end and it will end. Of course, I can't say too much more now as to exactly when or how this ends because unfortunately we are concerned about violence. So we're taking every precaution to keep people safe. But the absolute safest way for this to end is for everyone to return to your communities now. If you're still participating in illegal blockades, you're hurting your neighbors. So it's time to go home, especially if you have kids with you. The offensiveness of that and the kingly nature of his statement borders on the, we are not amused. Let's take it in reverse order. He doesn't care about children. Justin Trudeau doesn't care about children. Justin Trudeau is an opponent of killing children. If they're inconvenient to the mother or the so-called parents. Justin Trudeau supports killing children. Well, just as long as a toe is still inside the mother. So Justin Trudeau can say, wasn't really a baby. Justin Trudeau has participated in muzzling children, stealing from them the ability to develop empathy. Oh, I'm not overstating that. Part of developing empathy is developing mirrored synapses to be able to tell when someone is sad or happy or angry or confused or bemused or anxious or depressed or worried or happy or joyful or thrilled or curious Kids are not being given that opportunity. The suicide levels, while they're not as high as the separate country of Washington State with that dictator, Jay Inslee, they're as precipitous an increase in Canada as there has been in decades. Children who cannot connect with other human beings are going to have a very difficult time being happy. Justin Trudeau doesn't care about children. Hurting neighbors? Justin Trudeau hurts neighbors for a living on behalf of the party. And this is what Canadians have had enough of, of enduring. And they're smarter than he is. By a long shot. My question for them is, will you bring the Lord on your side? Better said, will you get on his? You have no leverage with the Lord. He doesn't need you for anything. But he is working. He has allowed Canadians to see that their bosses are tyrants. And they're scared tyrants. And there's something very dangerous about a scared predator. 
You corner a predator. And you're in a dangerous circumstance. Justin Trudeau said that the politicians don't run cops in what he refers to as a democratic society. Is that right? This is from Canada. This is a woman at home. She gets a knock on the door. There's another young woman outside her door, but this young woman is a police officer knocked on this woman's door. So this cop is standing there on this woman's covered porch. Beautiful white covered porch. You can see part of the front yard. There's still snow on the ground. And this young woman, this young cop looks like a, looks like a young woman you'd meet at the Orange Julius. Just a pleasant young woman, except she is doing a ridiculously evil bit of business as she comes upon this other lady's home. As you listen to this, imagine your response. In fact, as you listen to this, imagine your front porch. Or if you live in an apartment, imagine your front door. Imagine looking through the keyhole, you know, the keyhole uh, um, window. Imagine looking through that fisheye lens and seeing this cop standing there. If you're like me and you live in a rural area, imagine opening your front door and there stands a cop and below your trees and the canopy of forest in which you live. Take the smells into account. Think of your dogs barking. And this is the conversation. Sorry, since you're at my home, can I just get your name and your badge number, please? I have a card here. Okay. It's Erica Ingram. Thank you. And this is just some information about peaceful protests. That's all it is. Okay. So you saw something on my Facebook? No, on the Facebook group. Okay. And decided to come to my personal residence to give me information about peaceful protest? Yes. Okay, so are the Peterborough police, no, you're with OPP, Um, are you guys now monitoring people's Facebook pages or Facebook groups to who comments as to what their um, uh, status updates are or what they're doing or within the group? Because of the protests happening province-wide, yes, we have been monitoring the protests. Okay. okay. So there's a protest coming up. I'm simply providing you with information about a peaceful protest. And now I'm leaving. Oh, okay. That is all. So the Ontario Provincial Police are watching what people are doing on Facebook in different groups, whether or not they're commenting, participating, liking. And you guys are now doing service calls to give people information about peaceful protests. Yeah, it's just a proactive measure to make sure you understand your rights about peaceful protesting. I absolutely, I have Perfect. a copy of the Canadian Charter of Rights Excellent. and Freedoms, so Excellent. I'm well within that and, and yes. very understanding of that. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm, okay. I'm hoping that uh, you guys aren't going to waste our tax dollars continuing to do this to everybody, but uh, now it's nice to know that uh, we're, we're being watched. So. Do you have any questions? My cell phone number is on the card. Thank you. Okay. Your emotions would be what? Now, is she simply dropping off information about a peaceful protest? Of course she's not. She's there to say, we're watching you. She's there to say, you might get in trouble. She's there to threaten. And a woman as informed as a lady in her home, or I guess what you would think of as her home, is also very well informed. She has no doubt seen what the bosses of Australia have done to people. She's no doubt seen the news in Austria about the National Guard working to make sure that the uninjected stay in their 
well, homes. God is revealing to us a world without God. Because in a world without God, you have no limits. And where nothing is forbidden, all is allowed. On what basis would we say otherwise? Hey, you can have an opportunity if your business, uh, your well, rather your company for whom you work, if they're still playing the magic injection diktat game and they're still insisting that you get injected, or maybe they did insist, or maybe they're insisting on testing or wearing the ridiculously useless face diapers and they're giving you the threat. And the threat is get injected, tested, or wear the stupid face diaper or get fired. You may have an opportunity to retire early. And I love this scenario. I love the scenario of what happened at Boeing in the separate country of Seattle. They got in touch with my buddy, Zach Abraham, who's the chief investment officer of Bulwark Capital Management. And they said, hey, we'd like to retire. We just don't know if we can. Like, we're pretty young. So Zach and his team at Bulwark Capital Management ran the numbers and came back and said, told over half of them, yeah, you can retire today. Well, that today, we'll go through the process. You can retire, get you out very quickly and live in a good, comfortable retirement. So the aspect that I love of this, my friend Tom mentioned this this weekend, and this is, this is delicious, is you can write a note to HR to say, hey, instead of getting injected or masked or poked or prodded or threatened, I've decided to go ahead and Make you pay me to not work. And once you leave and you're outside of the company that is saying injection or no job, you can send emails to your friends saying, hey, you weren't there about as long as I was. We're at about the same pay grade. I bet you could retire too. And you could create a little railroad of patriots leaving your companies that are forcing this upon people. And of course, this is a risk. Look, retiring early is a risk, but know this about Bulwark Capital Management. Risk management is their focus. Hey, upside, but with as little risk as possible. Here's how to find out if you can go in this early retirement program and send that smiley note to HR. Just call Zach at Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Trek Financial LLC, and SEC registered investment advisor. My emotions when I watched that um, kind of ran a weird kind of circle. I was furious. And then I was impressed with the way the homeowner handled this. And then I felt absolute pity for that young hypnotized cop standing there, not understanding what she's doing. And she doesn't. And then I was filled with remembrance and awe at the Lord. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. They don't know what they're doing. That young woman, that young cop has no idea the historical precedence for this. And I know it's against the rules. I know that unless it involves Donald Trump and mean tweets, we are never, ever, ever to make a comparison between this and anything to do with World War II. Because as you know, in Germany, one day things were fine and the next day there were concentration camps. It was it happened in one day. One day Hitler became chancellor. The next day there were concentration camps and warplanes and blitzkriegs 
everywhere. It happened in one day, except it didn't. It began with the process of dehumanizing people. It began with the process of creating an other. It began with the process of conning people into believing that their neighbors were dangerous by their very existence. It began with normalizing the government's brutalizing people for their very thoughts or their race or their religion. It began with normalizing the Government officials saying, we're watching you, we're listening to you, we're monitoring you, we're watching your every step. It began with them saying, you don't eat but for us, you don't work but for us, you don't leave your house but for us. You're going to wear what we tell you to wear no matter how ridiculous it is. It doesn't have anything to do with healthcare. You're going to do it because we said so. It didn't happen overnight. And not enough people stood up when it was beginning to get weird. When they started to create this system of saying, hey, let's go out and find the Jewish people and let's just make them register their businesses. Let's just do that. But then let's just also make them wear this thing when they walk around. Let's see, I mean, it's just that. It's all, all they want to do is just make sure that people know they're Jews. Let's just do that. Not enough people said No. There are people saying no. As I'm recording this Saturday night, I'm just thinking about this cop and it's in this next audio bit. So he's sitting in his police car <laughs> and it's, it's so frustrating. He's wearing the, the face drape. And it's pretty cool face drape and I'll give him that. It's, it's, it's pretty bad looking. And there's some music in the background. Again, this isn't my music. It's not produced into it. I think the cop was playing this song on purpose. I think there's a message in this song because he turns it down partway through the video. He's in the police car. He's in uniform. This is from TikTok. And he has a suggestion for Justin Trudeau. And he has a suggestion for his police chief. I'm really not going to make this a long one. Not a long speech. I'm going to get right to the point. This message is for the chief of police of Ottawa. You need to leave. You need to hand in your resignation and call it a day. You, sir, are an embarrassment to law enforcement. And anybody that's associated with law enforcement. Deflected by some breaking news. Oh, we just accept Treating the truckers the like they're terrorists. I've been to Ottawa. I've seen what's going on down I've seen the people firsthand shoveling the sidewalks, shoveling the roads, picking up garbage. I've watched the food be handed out to the homeless. Those truck drivers and the people of the convoy have done more for the homeless people in that city than that poor excuse for a mayor has done in I don't know how long. I've watched blankets being given out. Food. Friendship being offered to those that needed it. I don't see terrorists. I see people who give a care about their country. 
who are tired of dealing with an absolute joke of a prime minister and an absolute abomination as a premier. So, sir, with all due respect to your title, you need to step down, you need to move aside, and let a real police officer take command. There are people in very smart ways, by dancing, by waving the Canadian flag, who are the quiet ones. Man, does anyone have the experience I do of the day the quiet kid in class got bullied for the last time? Now, I'm not referring to school shootings, God forbid. I'm referring to a time where things were handled largely without guns. I'm referring to my memory of seeing a boy bullied for the last time and watching him just toss around the kids who had mistreated him for years, throwing chairs at him and smashing them against walls. And he cracked. I don't think the Lord wants to see us crack. I know there's aspects of the party who want violence. Never let a good crisis go to waste. We give them an opportunity to say, see, we told you they're all terrorists. We told you they're all dangerous. We told you we need to do everything we can to make sure they can never again be free in society. You know, God has said that when a nation engages in this sort of, um, that, that would be an unrighteous use of force if they were going to attack these truckers. That in that case, God forbid that happened, that the blood on the ground would call out to the Lord and, and, and that they would call out in, in demands for justice. And the Lord weeps. He, he doesn't want to see that. He'd rather have people come to him. And, and is it clear enough that godly leaders wouldn't be at this position? Godly leaders never would have bent to the big farmer cabal which is doing everything they can to backpedal. The Moderna CEO deleting his Twitter account right after he dumped 400 million in stock. Did I say Twitter? Moderna CEO. Yeah, no, I did. Moderna CEO. 400 million in stock dumped. Deletes his Twitter account. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Such a weird phenomenon. That's the big mobbed up business. One of the things we do that we're so excited to do here is we help small businesses. Uh, we're getting the count from, from uh, Allen's Artisan Soaps. They've been so busy, you guys. This is so important, A, for them as a business made in America, all natural ingredients. And the whole purpose of the company is to prove that people who are affected, even profoundly affected by autism, are not people who need handouts. They can work and they can work in fundamentally important, dignified, and in fact, fun settings. Alan's Artisan Soaps is named after such a young man, Alan. His dad started the company for him, and he didn't go out and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to look at the sympathy buy. That's not what it's about. The soap is fantastic soap. It comes in an array of scents, and it's something everybody needs. It's also important for Alan to see that people review his product fairly. 
He's not looking for people to buy the soap because valid. He's looking for people to buy the soap and then repeat buy because they like the way it works in their bodies. Our friend, who I just mentioned in the last commercial, Zach Abraham has replaced soap in his office with Allen's Artisan Soaps. You guys have blown the doors off this business. I would like to triple down on that and have Allen's Artisan Soap have the very best week that they could ever have. Right now, this month, for every bar of soap sold, one buck goes to the Special Olympics where people like Allen can blow past limits. Easy enough to get that deal. All you need to do is go to allensoaps.com. That's allensoaps.com and use my name, Todd, T-O-D-D, as the code word. Oh, people are asking, what's my favorite scent? No doubt. Cedarwood Jasmine. My wife's favorite soap is the um, Lavender Rosemary. And a friend of mine just wrote to me and said it's the Watermelon Basil. You can get these all, get the big gift pack, go to allensoaps.com and use my name, Todd, when you do that. Small business versus big mobbed up business. So we heard an officer demand the resignation of Justin Trudeau, of his police chief. He mentioned this premier. Let's do a side-by-side comparison. We've heard from Justin Trudeau. We've heard from the young cop knocking on the lady's door. We've heard from the lady. I want to do a comparison of Doug Ford, a very, very nervous looking, very scared and unsettled looking Doug Ford reading from a teleprompter in the most nervous, unsettled way I've ever seen a boss read from a teleprompter. And I'm saying the boss, Premier, no, he's not. He's the boss of Ontario. And he knows his boss ship is slipping. As he looks into the camera and he reads this stuff, and you haven't seen Doug Ford, he's sort of a portly looking guy with kind of grayish blonde hair and a bit of a buzz cut. Of course, he's wearing a suit because he's a party boss. Got a little bit of a red face as he stares into the camera here. And he is blue screening a couple times here, meaning he is just catching himself. I think he's had dry mouth in this because I think he's aware of the fact that they have cornered themselves. The truckers didn't corner them. The citizens didn't corner them. They cornered themselves. They pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed until the people who were quiet people said no more. Reverend, with your permission, I'd like to make an announcement. Young man, this is a house of God. I understand that, Reverend. I apologize. We're at a house of God. It's again from the Patriot. The quiet people who want to be left alone are done not being left alone. Listen here to two clips from Doug Ford. Then I'm going to take a guy from the streets in Canada and you will see the intellect of people on the street in Canada versus that of this bureaucrat, Doug Ford. And we heard from Dr. Moore last week and again yesterday that he is now working on a plan that will allow us to remove the vaccine passport system. My friends, this is great news and a sign of just how far we've come together in this fight. But this progress doesn't change what what we've been through because the truth is this virus forced us to make unthinkable sacrifices. The, The virus made him hurt you. A flu with a 99.87% survival rate that is less deadly than influenza for people who are healthy and under the age of 65, that is inert to children in comparison to things like being killed by a dog, that made them hurt you. 
baby. I didn't want to hit you. But I told you, you can't go out like that. You made me hit you. It's your fault. I had to hit you. I told you. Doug Ford is reading this in a really uncomfortable way. He's terrified as he reads it. He also said. Health and safety. Faced with a very real prospect of patients being turned away from overwhelmed hospitals. Faced with consequences of inaction. This virus has consistently forced us to make decisions that no one ever wanted to make. Looking at where, where, we, where we are right now. Get it out, Doug. And how far we've come. Pushing Omicron back. <laughs> there's no doubt these were the right decisions. There's no doubt they protected our hospitals from collapse and saved lives. Today, we're the dry mouth. to very soon remove almost all restrictions <laughs> for businesses as part of our it's reopening just, plan. It's just a few more weeks, guys. It's just a few more weeks. Very soon. We're going to let you go really soon. You can be free again really soon. Really soon, like in two weeks. He has reason to be nervous. The tyrants have built their trap. They could try to wait the truckers out and the farmers and the ranchers and the citizens and the cab drivers and the Uber drivers and the French speaking citizens and the Muslim citizens and what Christians remain in Canada's citizens and the native born citizens, the native Canadians, the indigenous peoples. They can try to wait them all out. Or they can use violence. Or they can pretend that the science has changed. Because it's pretending the science has changed, which is where the tyrants in the United States are fleeing. Ready for the comparison? That's the premier. <laughs> That's the boss man of Ontario, Doug Ford. This is a dude on the streets. This is a guy who says more in about two minutes and 15 seconds than any so-called Republican leader in, well, the United States. Oh, and I see... Uh, I see the video has been removed. Huh? Just clicking on it on Twitter. Don't worry. I saved it. I was kind of worried that Twitter would disappear. it, So I saved it. I'll play it for you in just a second. As this guy speaks, he's wrapped in a Canadian flag. Respectfully, I might add, wrapped in a Canadian flag. Wait until you hear this statement. Compare him. Compare him to the hapless Doug Ford and the chipmunk-like Justin Trudeau. Do you have friends in Canada? I would love them to know that we're paying attention in the United States more so. I'd like them to know how appreciative we are for what they're doing up there and how anxious we are to see it down here. 
This would be a great one to send to your friends in Canada. Simply just email this episode to your friends. Tell them this is a podcast I listen to and just encourage them to subscribe. I have news. Oh, by the way, I have news. Uh, no, we'll talk about that next hour. We'll talk about that next hour. We've got news on the um, the subscriber count and the download count. And I got to thank you again. We had a big, big number come in. And we're very, 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 very thankful for that. So this is a great Canadian. We're comparing him to the hapless teleprompter reading Doug Ford. Just tuning in to give you guys a report on the day's events. Yes, maybe it's been pretty quiet, and I get it that uh, a no-news day might not be a good day when one of the threats is they're going to knock out cell phone service and isolate us. You guys know what to do when that time comes. If we're here, if our job is to be the martyrs and be victims of tyranny, then we'll gladly take our lot in life. These are a very, very brave bunch, a very, very disciplined bunch of truckers who are not going to be provoked. They don't feel fear. They just fear returning to the communist dystopia that is descending on all our lives. And you've made the mistake of getting into this trial of this two injections, and now you get a third, and they're telling you that the third makes you more likely to get COVID. It's a mad world. Why are you still living in a mad world? We heard our minister of emergencies and... Uh, public safety come out today and say, no, we're not listening. We're not talking to them. We've chosen our plan and it's mass vaccination. And once you get vaccinated, freedom will return. But that didn't happen. Remember when they said once we reach 75 percent, we'll get herd immunity. They didn't do that. Once we get to 90 percent, they're just mad that the 90 percent don't hate the 10 percent enough. They want to turn you into bloodthirsty, murderous people who turned on the Kulaks during the Holodomor and murdered their fellow man. It's not going to happen. We know you love us. We know that they don't have the army they think they have. We know that 60% of the people that got two shots are never getting a booster, guys. The only thing keeping you down is the fact that the government has mandated it, and they keep telling you this fake promise that you'll have freedom back once you get injected again. You've had Peter McCullough saying it takes 10 to 15 months to clear these synthetic garbage spikes out of your body. But they want to keep doing it every three months. They're trying to kill you. We're here to save you from killing yourself or at least not make us join you on your Jonestown lemonade drinking trip, okay? We're getting out of this nightmare that you've created by just going along with it, by going along. But look at us. We're complying. It's silent, isn't it? This court injunction from the judge is lovely because they've at least acknowledged that this is a genuine protest. And as long as we're not using air horns and, and train horns, they're recognizing it as a legitimate protest. So the police that are being demanded by the bureaucrats to come crack down on us have no reason to do so. We are peaceful people people we have been misrepresented by false flags that only they the criminals themselves are incentivized to commit guys don't believe it come down and see for yourself and remain peaceful when you do get down here but we do need numbers down here guys it's going to be incredibly awkward to arrest millions of patriotic canadians but bye, bye. <laughs> two minutes 15 seconds want to know why it's easy when you're trying to remember a whole boatload of lies it's nearly impossible. When you are reading from a teleprompter that a 26-year-old staffer wrote for you. I mean, Doug Ford's not the smartest guy in a sixth grade classroom somewhere. Well, I was going to make a terrible joke because I want. He's not the smartest guy in a sixth grade classroom. But he's smart enough to understand it's all lies. He's seen his colleagues walk around without the woke masks. He knows they don't wear them in private. He knows that they didn't stomp out or slow down Omicron. He's got the internal numbers. He knows all of it. 
It's a difficult thing to lie on command, reading lies from a teleprompter. Because God implanted in us a natural law. It is wrong to lie. It is wrong to abuse. It is wrong to steal the wages of people. It is long to, wrong to imprison people without cause. It is wrong to pretend that people's bodies don't contain immune systems. It is wrong to make people shoot themselves up with a biological agent that is a test of an mRNA injection that is harming people. It is wrong to harm people's immune systems. It is wrong to give people myocarditis and pericarditis. It is wrong to destroy the wombs of women. It is wrong to cause miscarriages. It is wrong to cause babies to be aborted. It is wrong to cause long-term health effects like immunodeficiency and immunoderangement where the body attacks itself for a virus with a 99.87% survival rate. It is wrong to steal people's livings. It is wrong to not care for the widows. It is wrong to not care for the now marginalized small business owners who've had their lives stolen from them. It is wrong to rule rather than lead. It is wrong to boss rather than to serve. Imagine this. No, no just please imagine this. We did this once at church. Uh, this was, there's two things I had to do at church that were awful. One year we had to hammer the nails into the cross to remind ourselves that Christ Jesus died for our sins. Each of us was given a thick nail and we approached this beautiful cross and we hammered into it. At another, at a meeting of our church board our pastor washed our feet I hated it being served in that way I'm uncomfortable getting shoe signs imagine the lord of the universe knelt Removed what you would think of as his shirt or robe. And washed the feet of his students. His apostles. The son of man has come to serve, not to be served. The side in Canada that wins is the side in Canada who recognizes what the Lord has prepared for them. You can have more rules here, more rules there. Or you can take the knee to the God of the universe and say, we need you. We're done with the golden calf named Justin Trudeau. Speaking of golden calves and the worship of men and women, next hour, 
hour, was it episode 55, hour two? Oh, did Hillary Clinton's campaign pay hackers to hack into Trump Tower (laughs) in order to hack his servers so it looked like they were connected to Russia? Apparently, that is the allegation from the John Durham report. We'll look at the abusive relationship between the, what I consider to be a former law firm, Perkins Coie, Hillary Clinton, and the whole party. I'm answering my critics. Got a lot of people in radio telling me, stop calling it the party. Get back on the team. It's Republican versus Democrat, red versus blue, Herman. Get back on the team. Quit calling it the party. There's major differences between the parties. Okay. We'll talk about that next. This is the Todd Herman Show. Now, please go be well, be strong, be kind, and of course, be right with God.